to the 48th episode of the Breakdown Podcast. It's hype season. We are so darn close to the big game. I'm really not allowed to say it, technically. Why? You're not allowed to say it. Oh, okay. SB, don't. you know? Don't. They say it's the big game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's just on television or that account for podcasts as well, but I said it last yes, last episode. So it broke up. But I won't say it now. I'll be professional. The big game. How many days away? What day is it? It's Friday. So we're Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three. Two and a half. Tomorrow's this the big one. show. Three days away, dude. We're three days away. Because today, technically, in 48 hours, in, an hour in be 49 a, an hours, hour it'll be 48 hours. So 49 hours. 49 hours away. Nuts. Insane. That's a long time. Imagine being in a car for 49 hours. Um, all right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm derailing here. Brian told me to shut up. Um. I'm just, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Tomorrow's a big episode for it. Um, it's like a big ending to the year. Obviously, we're gonna talk every prop, every prop possible. Tuesday, then we're gonna break it all down and discuss whether or not it was the perfect ending to an NFL, a weird NFL season. As always, here I'm your host, Josh Wissy. You can find me on Instagram at Josh underscore Wissy. That's W I S S E. Um, and on Twitch at Joshua's underscore. We play a lot of good stuff there. We've been playing a lot of Fortnite. It's a fun time. You can just hang out with us and chat. We're all there usually. And it's just all fun and games, man. It's my life. Like always, you hear him speak a little bit already. Jackson Klein. What's up, guys? Always got to catch me on my technicalities here. But you can find him on Instagram at Jackson underscore Klein. And to my right, wearing FSU sweatshirt with a Giants cap, white Giants cap. I'm excited to see what he's going to wear Saturday here with his brand for Lenti. Hello, everyone. Find him on Instagram at underscore brand for Lanty underscore. Okay, so today, we're, we're, tomorrow, all the rewards come out. Comeback player of the year, coach of the year, offensive rookie, defensive rookie, MVP, offensive player, defensive player. We're going to make our picks for all of them here today. We got trivia, of course. Um, another Super Bowl trivia tomorrow, Saturday, then we'll have tomorrow, which that is tomorrow. We'll have another trivia, the last NFL trivia, really, of the year, maybe. Unless yeah. we do some fun. Mid year or something, yeah. I would love to do a fantasy show in the off season. Oh yeah, play some s- crazy scenario games, maybe something fun. Obviously, we'll predict all the divisions. Yeah, we'll 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 see what we can do. We got picks though. We got no picks for Friday in college basketball, but our show on Saturdays around three thirty. So. We're gonna pick all the games before then for Saturday, and then it will give us more time. Uh, to talk about the Super Bowl last time in the beginning that like kind of kills it. So we're going to do that off first. We're going to start with a Saturday. This is for tomorrow, 12 p.m. SEC, Alabama, Missouri. I think it's in Alabama, correct? I'm not on the uh, app. I'll check. Yes, it's, uh, Missouri. No, it's in Missouri. Missouri yeah. Alabama's minus three and a half, though. Um, Missouri's coming off a big win, aren't they? I'll just check. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm going to look right now. Missouri. Yeah. Oh, Kentucky. Missouri beat Kentucky. Alabama beat LSU. Alabama killed LSU. Um, Alabama 10 ranked 6-15-4. Missouri 18th ranked 12-3. This is the first of three ranked games we got here today. It's a big game here. Alabama minus 3.5. Records. Me and Brandon last year tied at 34 and 40. Jackson at first at 35-39. So we're all right there. I'm going to pick here. I'm taking Alabama. I really love this Alabama team. I think this is a, a, a Final Four team completely, totally. When they hit their threes, they're one of the best teams in the country and definitely could have a chance to win this tournament. And Missouri, i just not a big Missouri fan. 
That's all I'm going to say here. I'm going to take Alabama minus three and a half. Three and a half. The half scares me, but Alabama. Yeah, I'm going to take Alabama too. I think they're a much better team than Missouri is. And I, uh, overall, they have better players. I feel like I picked against them a few times, but I think that I'm finally learning to believe in them a little bit. So I'm going to take them. Yeah, I'm going to take Alabama here also. They bounce back after that tough loss to Oklahoma in a great fashion against LSU. They're a team that can hit their threes, and when they do, they play amazing. When they play great defense, they are a top-tier team. They can do both at any time. I got Alabama. Next game here at 12 p.m. on Alabama, sadly. Next game here at 12 p.m. It's a Big East rivalry. I don't even know. Was Big East even – was UConn in the Big East last year? They were, right? They've been switching around a little bit. I don't know if Something's they like not really in. a rivalry game. Like yeah. They're back in the Big East, though. I the think. old one was, but um, nah, it's a lot of switch up. Seeing all up ten and eight, big one against Providence yesterday, uh, really helped them there. Probably get into the bracket. At UConn at eight and three, UConn's minus two and a half here. It's on Fox, which all the big East games are. Who wants to start here? I'll start here. I'm gonna take UConn here. I'm just not that big of a believer in that Seton Hall team. Before that win, they had a lot of tough losses. The only thing that scares me is UConn with that big stretch. They've had postponed games, but we've seen other sports that when you have a break, it could help out. And I'm going to think that's going to happen. UConn could get the short spread covered. I'm taking UConn minus 2.5 as well. I think they're a much, much, much better team at home. And whatever big East team is on the road struggles. It's just Creighton struggles, Villanova struggles, UConn struggles, Providence struggles on the road. They're home. And it's only two and a half. It's a Hall team that I get it. Keeps games close, whatever. UConn wins this game easily, in my opinion. I'm going to take St. Hall here. When you look at Connecticut, UConn, they haven't really played anyone uh, too good. They played Crane close. But I think that St. Hall playing the better teams, they have. I think they have more experience and more talent rather than UConn. I know they're kind of inconsistent, but I think they play games close and they can definitely win this one. Alright, I'm going to save the two ranked games for the back end here. So we're going to jump to Texas, Oklahoma State uh, for 3 p.m. 6 Texas, 11-4. Uh, Oklahoma State, it was 11-5. Texas, um, what was the recent game here? It was Tennessee that, that got the the big upset against Ole Miss the other day. That was crazy. Yeah. Uh, they lost to Baylor, which Baylor's just a team. They lost to Oklahoma. So two bad losses in a row here for Texas. Texas minus 1.5 on the road in Oklahoma State. State in Oklahoma, ABC, 3 p.m. Who wants to start this one? I'll start. I'm going to take Oklahoma State here. I know I'm a big fan of Texas, but Kate Cunningham, a top five, top three NBA pick next year. He's really good. I think that he can carry this team over Texas. We saw Texas struggle against a good offensive team last week in Baylor. I know Oklahoma State's not that powerful, but I still think that they have enough to get it done here. This one's like the non-overlook, overthink Pick today for me. I'm taking Texas minus the one and a half. I get it. Cunningham got predicted number one pick. Whatever. Texas defensively is good, and they're they're they've been good. I just I don't see them losing three games in a row as a six seed, or a six ranked team in the country. I'm taking Texas minus one and a half. I'm very intrigued to see where Jackson goes here. Yeah, I'm. I like this Texas team a lot, and I'm gonna go with them again here. I feel like it's an easy pick as you almost get the money line and one and a half. This Oklahoma State team is not in that top tier of this conference. I really don't think so. And this Texas team is the sixth best team in the nation. I think they should go in They're to Oklahoma fall. State. Right. Yeah, they will fall because they had the losses. They'll probably still be ranked. They'll definitely still be ranked. Oh, definitely. But they're a ranked team in the nation. Oklahoma State's not. I think they'll handle them in Oklahoma State. 
Moving on here to, we're going to go back to 2 p.m. I think that game's at. 2 p.m. Uh, another Big 12 here. 23 Kansas, 12 and 6. At 17, West Virginia, 12 and 5. 2 p.m. CBS, West Virginia minus 2.5. Who wants to start? I'll start. I'm going to take Kansas here. These two teams really play usually, I think, close. I think historically, though, Kansas usually comes on top of these games, especially getting plus 2.5. I really like Kansas' team. Uh, at Great Valley plus two and a half here. I wanted to go with them. I'm really gonna ride with Rand here. I don't know why it's weird, but Kansas I think is could be a better team here. West Virginia weirdly plays games really well sometimes. Like they just play outstanding in some games. They did it against Gonzaga that one time. But Kansas, I just it's hard to bet against Kansas that they're gonna lose a game here. Minus two and a half here. I know it's on the road, which is tough, but I'm gonna ride Kansas here plus two and a half. I'm going to take Kansas here also. Kansas is a very much team that knows what to do in these situations. I think they'll be able to handle this West Virginia team. This West Virginia team has been really good this year. But this Kansas team is going to come into some very tough matchups in the year, ending with the last three, Texas Tech, Texas, and Baylor. So if they want a good rank in that March Madness, they need to pull out a good victory on West Virginia. And I think they could do so. Very much motivated. Gonna move on. Last game on the slate for Saturday. We'll probably have more at the later hours for tomorrow's episode. But Big Ten game, big one here. Nineteen Wisconsin at fourteen and five. At twelve Illinois, twelve and five. Illinois minus four and a half. I'll start this one. Jackson will last because he's in first here. That's like her thing now. Whoever last pick whoever's in first goes last. But. I'm taking Wisconsin on the road against Illinois. I watched Oklahoma game. I didn't like what I saw at Illinois. They battled in that game, yes, but DeSumo played bad. Fouled out, he played bad. I, I don't like this Illinois team. I don't I don't like it. It's just you have Kofi Coburn who arguably if they gave him the ball more, I think could statistically be better than Luca Garza. He could just play do the whole roles better than Luca Garza. And they don't give him the ball enough because they have a guy named DeSumo trying to drive to the rim every goddamn play when you probably have the best rim penetrator in the league. Doesn't make sense to me. Reminds me of the Duke team with Zion. You're the best Zion, the best rim penetrator in the league, and you're giving the ball to Trey Jones to drive to the rim every time. It's problems. It spells disaster in my opinion, and I like this Wisconsin team here. I'm taking it at plus four and a half. I'm taking Illinois here. I really like Illinois. I pick them a lot. I think they, Josh mentioned two, two good players. I think that they're going to come alive in this game. They're going to figure out they have to get the play, the balls in the playmakers' hands in a big game they have here. For that reason, that's why I'm going to take them. I'm going to take Illinois here also. Yes, Sumo played pretty bad in that game and fouled out with the crucial minutes at the end of the game. But they're still able to win that game against a great Indiana team, and well, that is pretty well. good showing. So I think Tasumo needs to realize he cannot get close to fouling out, especially as a guard. Co- Coburn got to get the ball more. He did early in the season, and then it seems like they just stopped with that stuff. Last year he did even when he wasn't the number one option. Tasumo, Coburn, got to come up through. And I think this is a great spot here. I, I just think if they gave Coburn the ball, he can score 40 points a game. But they just don't give him the ball. I, they, I like, surprised they've stopped. They did it early in the season and last year, and it was great. Like, it's very weird. Um. Blows my mind a little bit here. That's to be for the CBB Saturday picks. We move to 
NBA. This is for Friday. Three picks for Friday. Two prime time. One extra game to add on top of that. Records. Jackson's in the last at 30 and 33. So he got last pick for the extra game here. Brands in second at 31 32. I'm in first at 33 and 29. So I got my first I got the first pick. That's how we do it now for the extra games. Whoever's in first gets the first pick. Second gets second pick. Third gets the last pick for the extra games. Just want to clarify that one. First primetime game here, 7 30 p.m. 9 and 12 Raptors at the 14 and 9 Brooklyn Nets. Nets minus five and a half. ESPN. Once start, 7.30. I'll start here. I'm going to take the Nets. I think this is a kind of easy choice for me. Toronto, they have Fred and Flues playing great, but other than that, Pascal Siakam has been that good this year. And I really like what the Nets are doing. James Harden's playing great, passing the ball out. And Kyrie Irving, when he's mentally okay in, in, in the game, he's a really good player, at top point guard, one of the top in the league. And I think that's going to continue tonight, the Brooklyn success. So I'm going to take them. I don't think I've gotten a Nets pick wrong yet on this podcast. I've picked them... <laughs> yes, I did. I picked them a lot, and I've got it right. As long as Harden's passing the ball like he is and getting the 15, 14, 10, over 10 assists the game that he's getting every game, I'm taking the Nets minus 5.5 here just because of that. Raptors are the Raptors. They're not playing well. Fred Van Fleet's not dropping 54 points, whatever, 18, 11, three-pointers, whatever it was, not happening. Um, Nets minus 5.5 here. They should be able to score pretty easily on this Raptors team, and or they can't. Fred Van Fleet's not doing anything. So, yeah, I'm gonna take the Nets also at five and a half. I don't think this Toronto team will be able to keep up with Brooklyn. And yes, even if Van Fleet wants to co put up fifty, whatever, they scored one twenty three in that game. The Nets will still go out and score one forty, one thirty in the game. They'll still cover. I think this Nets team just is playing too much amazing offense, and that win against the Clippers really showed a lot. I got the Nets here in this game. Second prime time, 10 p.m. Big game here. Celtics 11-9. They got to get going here. At Los Angeles Clippers, 17-6. Clippers minus 6.5. Who wants to start that one? I want Jackson Klein to start this one. I will go first. And I'm going to take the Clippers here. I've messed up with the Celtics team a little too much. They were my extra pick just yesterday, and they didn't win the game. It's a very weird situation. This is a team that has the caliber to win a conference if they can get it together, but they just can't seem to do it. I think the Clippers, I could trust them more, and I'll take them with the spread. I'm absolutely shocked you took the Clippers. Celtics screwed me all over the Celtics like the last nine days in a row. Yeah, and they've just been wobbly. I'm going to take the Celtics here, uh, plus six and a half. I I just think this is a game where you got to get going. It's prime time. So scoring, I think, is going to be all over the place. The only problem is Celtics, this is a road trip to L.A. and You're playing late, 10 p.m. for an East Coast team. So that's kind of tough, I think. And I think the line's a little inflated because of that here. Just seeing the Celtics lose the Clippers by 6.5, I don't see it happening. I got Celtics plus 6.5. Yeah, I'm going with the Celtics also. Uh, they have no Jalen Brown tonight. And actually, I think it kind of helps him because I think Jason Tatum plays better when he's the main focal point in the offense and not passing it to people. They had the Clippers with no Patrick Beverly, so I think that hurts him on the defensive end. And I think it's prime time. Like I said the other day when they played the Lakers, they, Boston comes to play in prime time against these big teams, so I'm going to take Boston here again. Everyone's got their extra game. Jackson going to go first, Brandon going to go second. I'm going to go last here, so Jackson take it away. For my extra pick, I'm going to take the Jazz versus the Hornets at 8.5. This Jazz team, before falling a little Wait, bit. Who are you taking, the Jazz? Yeah, I said that I'm taking the Jazz at 8.5 oh. against the Hornets. Okay. But yeah, so that's my extra pick. This team is rolling. 
they're very close to the top record. I think they're at the moment tied. Or they actually have a better win percentage than the Clippers. And they should be able to handle this Hornets team that's not even close to the superior as they are. I'm going to go here. Kind of surprised the Wizards plus seven against the Heat. The Wizards, they played a great game last game against the Heat without Russ Westbrook. Russ Westbrook comes back. The Heat are not the Heat team we saw last year. Their defense is bad. Bradley Beal should have a field day on this defense tonight. So should Russ Westbrook. Last time we saw him, he had a hot game against the Nets in overtime. I expected it to happen. They may not win, but seven's a lot, I think, for a, a Wizards team that's kind of improving. If you're shocked that Brandon take the Pelicans, here's why. I'm taking the Pacers minus one and a half at home against the Pelicans. I like this Pacers team. I know I said it last part, they got destroyed by Milwaukee. It was ugly to watch, man. I think that was just too much for them to handle at the moment here. Now you're getting an 8-12 Pelicans team, only minus one and a half. I think this is so doable, and I think they have to do it, and I think they will do it. Um, these are if they want to be a contender. This is a, a game they have to win on their home court here, and I think they do. I got Pacers minus the one and a half. Okay, NHL one extra game. There's only five games on the slate here. No, no prime time records. I'm eighteen. Jackson seventeen seventeen. I'm eighteen sixteen. Brand's twenty and fourteen. So Jackson gonna go first. I'm gonna go second here. Brand will go last. My so. extra game is gonna be the Panthers against. Nashville, I think this is just a great value play if you're looking at the line alone, but I'll still take it here with no value needed. This is a good team. They should be able to outduel. The goalie alone is a great advantage. Panthers should get the win. I'm going to take the Lightning. They're minus 380, so I got to take one and a half here. I'm taking Tampa Bay minus one and a half against the Red Wings. If you watched the first game, it looked like Lightning were playing a high school team in the Red Wings. They scored three goals in, what, five minutes? I don't even know what it was, but I was like, I got food, and I came back. It was already like 9 nothing. So I like the over in that game, and I like the minus one and a half. It's minus 125, I think, for minus one and a half, which is like absurd, but... I'm going to take the Lightning here, minus one and a half. My play, I'm going with the Ducks here over the Sharks. The uh, Gibson for the Ducks, probably the best goalie in the league so far this year. His team doesn't really give him any help, but the other team, the Sharks, their goalie t- goaltending has been horrible. They allow a lot of goals going in. The only thing that scares me is the Sharks have been on the rest of their half fresh legs, but I really don't think the Sharks are all that. The Ducks are a much better defense team defensively, so I'm going to go with the Ducks here over the Sharks. We're going to move to trivia, and then we're going to pick all the, the coaches. We're going to comeback player, coach of the year, offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, MVP, offensive player, defensive player. We're all going to make our pick who we think wins. But first trivia here, first five Super Bowl winners in history. That's Super Bowl 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Uh, while we're doing this, please go follow the TikTok at the Breakdown Podcast. And please, the Instagram at the underscore Breakdown Podcast. Guy Antonio does a great job there. He hasn't been here. He's been away. He's been showing up Saturday episodes. I told him he has to come for the Super Bowl. We're trying hard to get him here. We'll see what happens. Please, please, please subscribe. Drop a review. And please tell everybody about the pod. Spread it like wildfire. Just spread it. All right. I know the first one. 1,000%. Alright, I'm already done. Crazy. Okay. 
Brandon has 22 trivia wins. I have 16. Brandon's pulled ahead a little bit here. Jackson only has 9. So, let's get a pity win here for Jackson. Maybe. Hopefully. We'll see. Are you I'm done ready. already? Yeah, I'm ready. I need one more. Wait a minute. I'm scared of my 2-3 order. But, I'll trust it. Wait. How long was 55 years ago? I'm just hoping I re- I'm thinking the Super Bowl, well, not the minute, football wait championship. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How long was 55 years ago? Can I do that math? What do you mean, how long? 2012. Oh, a year, okay. Minus 55. I, oh, I know one. I just got one. Uh, yeah, I'll keep them there, whatever. Okay. I think I got this in the bag, I'm going to be honest. Jackson, go first here when Brian's done because he has nine. I'm going to second because I have done. 16. Brand's gonna go last because he has 22. Jackson, go first here. All right, so the first Super Bowl is the Packers. Second, I'm pretty sure the Packers repeat. And the third, I did the Chiefs. Four, I did the Jets. And five, I put the Bills. Okay. My list here. At number one, I put the Packers. Number two, I put the Packers. I think they did repeat. I think you're right here. Three, I put the Chiefs. I think it was the mm-hmm. Chiefs. Four, I put the Raiders. I was seeing Raiders or Cowboys. Oh, okay. Um, That's not a bad one. Five, I put the Jets. Was that the one you crossed out at the last second? I just had to stop the Cowboys, but the Jets, because the Jets won in 1969, the year my dad was born. I know that for a fact. Um, thing is, was that f- that year? I, I don't feel know. like it was... I, it I remember hearing year. something about it. I'm going to pass it to Brad. There was a conspiracy. It might have been the fourth On how the Jets sold their you soul. Might have won. It's, it was a conspiracy on the Jets sold their soul it's, to get that Super Bowl. I don't know what his list is, but if it's wrong, it's going to come down who, if Jets are five or four. Between yeah. Right now. But we'll hear what Baron says. All right. At number one, I had the Packers. Number two, the Bears. Number three, the Cardinals. Number four, the Steelers. Number five, the Packers. Okay. Oh, that's uh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Packers were definitely in the top. First five, one, and twice. Well, I don't know why I said the Chiefs. Now I'm thinking about it. And then the, you had it, and I was like, wow, no way. The first Super Bowl. They were in the first. Then they were like in a lot of those. And at least the first, I'm pretty sure they won it once. Why did, why did I put the third then? Because you probably thought the package repeat. Okay, let's <laughs> see here. We'll see. Okay, are we ready? <laughs> let's hear it. Oh, shoot. Okay. This is going to be interesting. I oh shoot I can't I I see who's next we got a problem here. Like you see a six? Yeah, I more saw than six. six. I saw a six. 100%. Okay, it's fine, just one. Uh, I see it. First, thirty-five ten Green Bay one. I think we all had that right. Yeah. Plus two. For everybody, correct. Mm-hmm. Second game was a thirty-three to fourteen win. The Raiders lost that game. The winner was the Green Bay Packers again. Okay. So me and Jackson are get four here. Brandon's going to get three. He had the Packers his second time on the list, correct? Mm-hmm. Third Super Bowl, 16-7. The Ravens were the loser. The New York Jets were the third Super Bowl. They were the Bowl. third. No I, way. I, you know what? And I knew that because... Well, you said six, 1969. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But I knew it was the third Super Bowl. I don't oh, know why I didn't put that. On. Okay, we're going to get plus one, though, Jackson. Yeah, yeah. So It won't affect any of us because it wasn't in our spot. It would just be, I think, tie. Fourth Super Bowl... 23-7, the Vikings lost. The winner was the Kansas City Chiefs. So, yeah. me and Jackson get another one point. Uh, so, wait, who do you have? I have the Raiders. I have the Bills. Okay, the fifth Super Bowl was 16-13. The okay. loser was Dallas. Okay. The winner was the Baltimore Ravens. So, okay. me and Jackson are tied. I saw the 6-1, Dallas won it 24-3. 
Okay, I still against the Dolphins or Miami. Okay. Um, I'm at Brantley at the seventh one, and then see what's popping. <laughs> okay. Or I mean, do you want to do that, or do you want to like pick two teams and see who have the closest? Two? No, we could get this because uh, like it's not a hard. Well, one. I'm just asking you to. Yeah, yeah I can you have the app so I can look at teams. That'd be great. Okay. This is Brand's first time looking right, at the tiebreaker. Who is first here? I'll let you guys first since you're the Jets at four. Okay. And I am at five. I'm ready. I want to wait for you. I'm ready to. Okay, I'm going to say the Bills. I'm going to say the 49ers. No. Neither? No. Okay, I guess first here. I got my guess now. Right, let me get mine quickly. I got my guess. All right, I'm going to say the Raiders. The Bears. Nope. All right, I got mine if you're ready. Yeah, I'm just getting it. I uh the Chiefs. Nope. I said the Packers. Nope. Okay, I guess I remember what he said. <laughs> uh, I got my guess now. Yeah, but it, is the team still today? Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's good. Uh. All right. I got it. Who you are? Giants. I was going to say the Giants, but instead I'm going to say the Steelers. Nope. Damn. All right. Uh, he said the Bills already, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess first year, right? Yeah, I got my guess. Okay. Ravens? You didn't say that, right? Yeah. No. Okay, Ravens? Wait, but you didn't say the Raiders, right? I said the Raiders. Okay, then. Oh, wait, it's not a team that wasn't before. Well, Baltimore. It was the Colts, I think, at that point, though. Because I'll just say the Oilers. Mm, but no. that's not. You guys already coming close. Wait, I haven't gotten my guess this time. I'll say. Oh, wait, we already did the, um, the Dolphins. Go. No, that was just a guess. Oh, that was my other guess. He won. He said, he won. It was Dolphins? Yeah. Wow. Let's go. Jackson with the 10th. There we go. Trivia win on the pod. I'm shaking my head at you because you were at the NFC the whole time. Well, I don't know. I was My next guess was going to be the Seahawks, so I would have lost. Um, good job, Jackson. You just the 10th win. Thank you very much. I have to capitalize in those situations. That's bad. <laughs> 16 for me still. Brand with 22. Congratulations to Jackson. Does the mini comeback I feel like start again? Whenever you're in a tiebreaker, you win. Yeah, I do. Probably have won at least 75% of my tiebreakers. Um, you always choke in the tiebreakers. I do. Yeah. yeah. I remember Dion Branch. Come on. Bro. Come on. No, Dion <laughs> Branch. Like, like the only two I know are Gonkowski and the guy, the other guy. I'm not gonna say his name, but. Alright. Um. Uh, <laughs> We're going to pick all the awards here. We should have pick a pick here for the awards here. We're going to start comeback player of the year. Uh, we're not going to make a pick. I think it's all the same pick here. Unless Brandon wants to say something stupid here. So I'm just going to say it. It's definitely Alex Smith. It yeah. was Alex Smith before he even took a step on the field. Just returning to football. In and now the fact that he came in, led this team to a playoff berth. Yeah. Did not play in the playoffs, which is sad. It was a bad, like... That's not a satisfying ending. Not the Cinderella story ending. Which, if he must come back just because of that, I can see it. But I don't think he should. I don't know how his wife's going to feel about that. His kids. His calf was injured. Uh huh. Like, that's. You got to stay away from that. 
Um, so Alex Smith's the only comeback player of the year, definite. We're just going to move past that one. Here's an interesting one. Coach of the year. This is one I don't know. Like, I actually don't know who to say for this one. So I'm going to let you two guys start. Hear your thoughts. And then I'm going to make my pick here. So which one of you two wants to start? Coach of the year. Your pick and why. Just bump the mic. Accident. But go ahead. I'll go first. I'm going to say Ron Rivera. What he did this year was just very amazing. Like you said, the football team getting to the playoffs when they really shouldn't have midseason just adding to that story and i feel like it, the nfl will give it to him as it rightfully should in my opinion my pick is going to be uh kevin stefanski for the browns uh what he did for the team just turning around because you saw how bad they were with baker last year they were not good the first like uh playoff berth and i don't know how many years a while 20 or something maybe a long longer time he turned the quarterback into a good quarter like we thought baker mayfield well, i didn't but mo- most people thought baker mayfield was a bust La- after last year he turned him into what he i think he cut down his interceptions by like 15 or something like that it was crazy amount to be fair though he was way under in his passing yards that was listed for him baker mayfield? yeah well yeah it's a he still got too, obviously he still got a play like win. um to, but yeah he he just brought a different culture and atmosphere to the team which for a team with the browns who've been so bad for so long just to have that i think you got to give it to him I really wanted to pick Brian Flores, but obviously the team didn't make playoffs. If, I if like he that made, so if much. He, if they made the playoffs, he was 100% the pick yes. for me yeah. to go to. But he's not. The only reason why I'm going to lean Ron Rivera, and I know Kevin Stefanski is the odds-on favorite at plus 140. Um, only reason why I'm going to lean Ron Rivera is the whole story. You know, the cancer battled that. And nobody, nobody saw this Brett Washington team making the playoffs. Nobody. There's not you. You can sit here and say. You, I actually, yeah, I did. Nope. You made fun of me for saying. Okay, but you, in the beginning of the no, season, beginning of the season, before anyone stepped on the field, you thought Washington football team would make the playoffs and not the Browns. No shot. Yeah, the Browns didn't make the playoffs. You mean the Dolphins? No, the Browns. You thought the Browns wouldn't make the Super Bowl. You thought Washington had a better chance to make the Super Bowl than the Browns. Because he's asking, did, not, did you? He did not. <laughs> And that's why I'm only Ron Rivera, the whole cancer situation, and then leading into the uh, playoffs, and then almost beating a Buccaneers team. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like that boosted the resume a little bit, just because how far the Buccaneers now have traveled in Good this trial. postseason. So I'm going to pick Ron Rivera as my pick. Moving on to an interesting one now, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Two choices. That's it. It's Herbert and Jefferson. Only two choices. I'm gonna let Jackson go first. I'm actually I might let both of you go first because I'm gonna make a case for both players. Okay. So I'm gonna let Jackson go first here because I know where you two are at. So I'm gonna let you go first and then Brandon will talk and then I'll talk. Yeah, this was a great two headed race like Baker and Saquon. So you think, oh, I like Saquon so much, go with the non QB position. But I think Herbert will win it. I think just being a QB is way more. And what he did for that team was very big. If it wasn't for a couple bad coaching decisions and a couple close games. They could have been a way different team. He came in in the weirdest circumstances, how Tyra Taylor had a little accident happen with the doctor. But nonetheless, I think he'll win this award. My pick's going to be Justin Jefferson. And I know this award, unfairly, is always given to quarterbacks. Let's say Quan beat it. But when you look at Justin Jefferson, what he did, I mean, he was breaking everyone's rookie record. He broke Randy Moss's record. Randy Moss, the top three receiver of all time. He just, the element that he brought, he was consistent. He Any any quarterback he played, he was putting up yards. It was crazy the amount of yards he averaged a game. 
I understand that he has steel on the other side, so he's not always double covered. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But when you look at Herbert, you can you can point the coaching decisions, but some of those games you gotta like put on him, like the performance at the Patriots. I think that where he like spiked the ball at the one and then oh yeah, I guess the Bills, and then he yeah. wouldn't get off the field, and then they couldn't kick the field goal. Yeah, I guess the Bills. <laughs> that was the worst thing I ever watched. He, he he had a, a few rookie moments, and I feel like if we Josh Jacobs should have won last year, who didn't didn't break as many records as Jefferson did. I think Justin Jefferson deserves it. I think I actually think he's gonna win this award. Well, he's like plus seven hundred to win. Um, Damn, was Herbert. Minus, I assume. Next mm, yeah, QB. First. Well, I think Herbert's gonna win the award. Definitely, one hundred percent. Thing is, if I was giving the award out, I would give it to Justin Jefferson. Here's why: the man broke. He has the most receiving yards as a rookie ever, ever. Right? More than OBJ. More than Randy Moss. That's crazy to me. Again, you're gonna give it to a guy like Herbert. I get it. Best quarterback in the draft. I get it. Right, but don't forget how big of a wide receiver class this year was. It was a big stacked wide receiver one. class. Just Jefferson to pull it out. I don't. Not a lot of people would have said that, you know, with Lamb and Higgins who did nothing, and the other guy, uh, Judy. Did yeah, Higgins did something. He did. Okay, so those are four guys that were drafted ahead of him. Rakers drafted ahead of him. So was. Claypool wasn't drafted ahead of him, right? Nah, he was, yeah, second Okay. Well, so was... Pittman. Jefferson, wasn't he? Yeah, Jefferson was first round? First round, Okay, Rager was two? Yeah, Rager got picked. Wow. I thought they were early second round, those two guys, but I guess not. Besides the point, Herbert, to me, pretty average. I just think. like It wasn't like a season where it was like, wow. This is a this is a top five quarterback now. This is a top no. I'll look at Jefferson. You're coming to next year. You're thinking this guy is a top five wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So, and they get it. Thielen helped them. Yeah, same thing with Juju. We saw when Antonio Brown left. Juju turned into mush. So, but the stats are the stats. We'll see what happens with Thielen hey, uh, Jefferson. But I have a quick question. Who do you think did better, Baker Mayfield rookie year or Herbert? Herbert, one hundred percent. Okay. Um, Baker, I don't think had the greatest rookie year. That was his best year, almost. I mean, this year, okay, whatever. But I think it was better coaching and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Barkley was one hundred percent the better player that year. So you'd say Barkley over Jefferson if it were to come to that? No, no, you'd still do Jefferson. Okay, that year, if it was that year, it would have been very close to Bar- between Barkley and Jefferson that year. If they both were in that yeah. year, it would have been very close. But then people say how like Baker and Saquon was so close. Like, it's just it's one of those curious things. So Herbert, it's tough. Because it was a big quarterback year with Burrow, Herbert, Tua, yeah. all those guys. Jordan Love, don't forget, first round pick. <laughs> Screw him. So, big, 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 big talk. Herbert's going to win it, though. I can almost guarantee it at this point. Just because of the hype, everyone's like, no way. This guy, Herbert, drafted third, was the best quarterback? Like, that's what everyone's acting like. Yeah. So, when if he declared the year before, arguably would have been the first quarterback taken. Could have so, gone to the Giants. Well, it's whatever. Um, Moving on, defensive rookie of the year. There's only two options again. It's Chase Young. Uh, I almost said Rocky Sid. It's Jeremy Chin. Uh, safety for the Panthers. Defensive end for the Washington football team. Chin Chase Young. Jack, uh, you get two around the guy. I think you are, right? Okay. So who wants you, Jackson? Brian, you want to start? Yeah, sure. I'll start. All right. I'm going to go with Chase Young. I feel like is an obvious decision here. 
what he did on the ball, away from the ball, was incredible. I mean, you watch every game. If he didn't make the sack, he ran down a tackle. He just transformed defense into a better, into a top five defense and a better than it already was. I mean, he was making uh, all pro tackles look dumb. Like he can line up wherever, all over the field. He's super athletic. I mean, he just added a whole new element to that defense. And oh, the leader he is in the team, getting a captain as rookie year, how important that is to a team. It's just crazy. And Chase Young is the odds-on favorite for me. Yeah, I think it's Chase Young also going to the year. He was expected, and he did what he expected, probably even better than what he expected. He was a difference maker. People would have to do certain things to adjust to him, and he did everything he was expected and beyond, and that's the big thing. Chin, yes, wasn't that big, so he had that understar-like look, which is sometimes better, people say. But just what Chase Young did this year, football team getting into the playoffs, almost being the Bucks, it just adds on to the great stuff he already did. Obviously, Chase Young's going to win it because of the name, the whole, the whole thing. But I'm going to make a case for Jer- Jeremy Chin here. I just want to say, Chase Young, I really thought was one of the more overrated players ever to come out of college football. And he I'm, he proved me wrong a little bit. He did. I'm, I'm not going to lie there. The thing with Jeremy Chin, the first six weeks of the season, Jeremy Chin was better than Chase Young. Okay? That's a fact. Chase Young was hurt. He was battling injury. Jeremy Chin was better than Chase Young. He had Chase, Jeremy Chin's like the first player ever to score two touchdowns in consecutive snaps as a defensive player. That's crazy. That's a reward in itself, in my opinion. Will we ever see three? I don't think so. If anyone can do it, maybe it's Chase Young. But <laughs> Chase Young killed in the back end of the year. Did so well in the back end of the year. And Jeremy Chin slightly fell off a little bit. And that killed Jeremy Chin. Jeremy Chin stayed consistent how he did the first six to seven to eight weeks in the year, which I think he was overall the best uh, easy choice that he wins this award. But because Chase Young had a couple of forced fumbles, a couple of recoveries, a couple of big tackles, he wins this award. Now, at the beginning of the year, he was kind of, he was kind of, he was iffy in the beginning of the year. And, it, and if you look at the stats in Ohio State, if you look at the stats, there was games he... Went without getting, without really doing anything. Yeah, there was games like that. That's why I thought he was overrated as a player because there was games where he did absolutely nothing in that game, and then of course there's games where he took over the game. But there, there's a stretch in two games where he did nothing, and it was more towards the end of the year when they needed to win games, two games in a row. He did absolutely nothing. So, and we saw that I feel like the first eight weeks. I get it, injuries, whatever. But he, he struggled a little bit in the beginning, and Chin was good. And Chin just, as a safety, it's hard to consistently play amazing. And defensive ends can outplay him there. So, Because the strip fumble and all that stuff looks much cooler for Chase Young than it does for Jeremy Chin. So Young's going to win it, but Chin, first eight weeks award goes to Chin, in my opinion. So half of it goes to him. Yeah. Say. I, so he's half the season. I think so. MVP, reason why we're doing this now, not last, because I think it's obvious who's winning MVP here in Mr. Uh, discount, double-check, Aaron Rodgers, now yeah. State Farm, him and Mahomes. I, the thing I want to talk about is how Josh Allen's going to get more votes than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he will. And he will, right? Mm-hmm. That's agreed. So, Josh Allen had a big year. And especially year. those last games. Big year. Mahomes sitting out the last game. Just everything went for him. Um, 
And I, I, the reason I bring that up because Patrick Mahomes' wife was saying don't compare Josh Allen to Patrick Mahomes at that oh, last yeah. game when he literally had a better year than Patrick Mahomes. So it's like kind of like, you know, like just be quiet. But um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, we all agree there easily. Yeah, can I just say one thing though? Yeah, go ahead. Like, so yeah, I like this pick earlier in the season because like when you look at Mahomes, how he had to sit that last game, that hurt him. Like, because if it comes down to Allen or Mahomes, Allen would probably win it. And Rogers says a bad season for him is an average season for others, but he played amazing, and it'll probably show hopefully as he gets the MVP. Yeah, I think that Dolphins game from Mahomes really killed it. Those three picks or whatever yes. in that game, I think yeah. that was a downfall. Of it. Do you remember after week two, everyone saying Wilson won it was done deal? <laughs> well, it, it all, yeah. that same year, every year he plays good. He's not gonna get another vote again, dude. No, he's not gonna get a vote just, again. It's just so tough. It's so tough because yeah, it's in the beginning of the year that offense was all about passing. Yes, and then they change, and they like do this every year. They all about passing. They look great. They look great, yeah, amazing. Then, like, then they lose a game. That's like oh, we need to, we need to fix something. Uh huh. And they go run, and then it's like Wilson can't perform, and then Wilson doesn't look comfortable, and then the picks, and then it's just a downward spiral. Like yeah. losing against the Giants hurt them, hurt them. My opinion hurt them bad. So. So when they played the Cardinals on Sunday night, he yes. how many picks did he throw? Yeah. Three then yeah, I just got yeah, they lost that. that was a bad loss too for them. On. That was a bad loss for them. Everyone everyone didn't thought they were winning that game. Um and they went out there and lost, so not good. Moving on to the what is it? Offensive player. I actually don't know what for these last two, I think it's the most interesting ones. That's why we're doing them last. Offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year. I don't know what you guys are saying. So, offense player of the year. Do you guys think you have like like a little sleepers or? Oh, the sleeper. Definites. Yeah, definites. Okay, imagine. I think we might have all the same player here. Oh God, who should go first? I I'll go first. I haven't gone first. Okay. Yet. I'm taking Derrick Henry. Uh, you guys are yeah, smiling if you think you guys yeah. have him too. Two thousand yard season is nuts. Is there like I can't even think of another name that could win this award besides like Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, and I don't think he should because of what Henry's done this year. 2,000 yards. Great. Diggs, Amazing. maybe. Diggs, maybe. That's a good yeah. one. Because I like this one to go to a non-QB position. Yeah. I just hate it when a QB I there. think they should change this one to fantasy player of the year. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. Who I mean, would have gotten gone it? Who was it? Kamara? I don't know. Then he had that streak. Of not doing good. Like Hill. running back or receiver who had the most fantasy points. Whoever that would be who got it. Would Probably think. would be Diggs. Yeah, he was Diggs consistent was entire pretty, year. I think they should add that award. I think yeah, but they don't award. really care about fantasy. I guess they say they don't, but they secretly do. Probably. Yeah, because it makes them money. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, it's great for them. Um, sorry, but Derrick Henry's winning this award without a doubt. I don't even have to look at the odds. I don't even care about the odds. Derrick Henry's winning. Easier than I thought. I really thought Brandon would come in here with like a DeAndre Hopkins pick. <laughs> no, I don't know why. No. I thought yeah. one of you would say I, that. I, I, I was going to switch it to Diggs, but... Diggs would be the next best option to go with. Henry just 2,000 yards. I mean, Diggs is more consistent than Henry by far because Henry had some 40-yard ga- games, uh-huh. which was awful, but that's like three 200-yard games he had. How many, how many touchdowns did Henry have? I could check. I mean, Henry single-handedly won him some games. I mean, he won the... the, te- the Texans game ever yeah here and he got the like he won yard both Texans games arguably yeah he did he won the Jaguars game so when yeah he picked him to win well he also led in touchdowns seventeen touchdowns exactly so big <laughs> big day how many yards did he finish with 
He finished with 2,027 yards. Okay, and who was second? Cook? Cook, 1557. Cook didn't play the last. Yeah, but still. That's That's all I was going to say. Cook would have been another decent option if he played the rest of the year. That's still almost 500 yard difference. What was the difference between the first guy receiving yards and second? That was not 500 yards. Oh, that's reception. Uh, It was 110. Diggs at 1,535. And Kelsey, who didn't play last game, 1,416. Yeah. So that would have been way closer if he played that Clear last game. Clear-cut choice is Cook, because Cook's not getting 500 yards in a game. Period. So, And then also touchdowns, Diggs wasn't right on top of that stuff. He wasn't first? No. So, yeah, Henry's going to be the choice here. Um, easy one. Easiest one, maybe. Who knew? Um, defensive player. This is the interesting one. Do uh, you guys think you have a definite guy or a sleeper? I have a definite guy. You have a sleeper? I can't, I can't, no, I can't pick the guy. Alright, so do we all the same guy again? This oh is going to be so anticlimactic. I don't think we do, I don't think we do. You so two go first, I'll go last. Alright, want me to go first yeah, this you time? Go first. TJ Watt is my pick Okay, here. then, yeah, we're different here, me and oh, Okay. Okay, so that's good. So I just think TJ Watt, what he did this year was a, was great. He's dominant, changed the team. It's all about, for these type of awards, if you can make that great impact in the great positive way for your own team. And he did that exactly. He got lots of everything. And he could drop back in coverage. He could do everything possible. And I think he will and deservingly get this award. Me? You want me to go? find over who to go first. Next. Um, I'm taking Mr. Aaron Donald. And I think okay. I think easily 100% without a doubt he should win this award. I get it. Since you all did great. But Aaron Donald, in my opinion, is just one of the greatest defensive linemen ever. Ever. Like, Ever. The fact that he's, what, second, third in sacks, as a defensive tackle, sometimes getting triple teamed, he helped, what's his name, Floyd, yep. get up there in sacks. Yeah, he definitely helped that a lot. So, triple that's coverage. crazy to me. I get it. He didn't play well the last game because of the rib. Injuries are injuries. But he's a god, man. Like, a god. Like, even Troy Aikman said it. He deserves MVP votes. My opinion, I think he does too. I think he deserves MVP votes at just how dominant of a player at the position is. I don't think anyone will ever be just like it. And I don't know how many times he's won three times in a row. All right, he's gonna, in my opinion, should win again. If they're gonna give it to TJ Watt, they're gonna give it to TJ Watt because they want to build up the Watt name still with JJ and TJ. It's gonna be like, oh, big brothers like Bosa and Bosa, they love doing that stuff. I don't know why. So my opinion still Donald, easily, but that's just my opinion. All right, so I have a different name than both you two, although I think Aaron Donald's probably going to win it. I'm going to make a case for Miles Garrett here. Oh. Without the corona issues that he missed, I think that he's up there. I don't think it's CJ Watt because in the after, like, last few season, I really didn't hear much about him. But when you look at the Browns, they're – Secondary, they had no Grand Delpa, no Greedy Williams. Enzo Ward was out there. Second cornerback was out for multiple weeks, and the Browns still found ways to win games. And I, that's all because of Miles Garrett putting pressure on the quarterback. The coverage wasn't great, but Miles Garrett, the way he was able to impact games by himself, because you look at the other pass rushers. I mean, Olivia Vernon had a bad year this year. I think it was a one-man crew. I mean, you look at Aaron Donald, his defense. He has other pieces around him that can contribute. Miles Garrett, not so much. I think without him, the Browns. Probably they could miss the playoffs because teams would be scoring way more points in the defense. So that's really the case I have for Miles Garrett. How many games did he miss again? Probably three. Okay, because I'm just curious about the sack leader. Because while it was a sack leader, fifteen, uh, 
Donald at 13 and a half, and then Garrett at 12, missing three games also. Wait, what was Sackler? Sorry, what was I going to say? Da- uh, Watt first with 15. Okay. Donald. That's uh, yeah, crazy. 13 and a half. And, and tied for second. Anybody hype up that man this year? No. Nobody. Nobody hyped up Donald yeah. this year. Nobody. 13 and a half sacks. As a defensive tackle, and he's flying under the radar. Yeah. And then that's crazy. Garrett missing three games with 12 sacks. Yeah, so, that's, yeah. that's a good season. Great too. cases for all three of those guys. Yeah, I think. That's the odds leader. Dallas' slight favorite over T.J. Watt. Then it's Garrett. Uh, fourth is Hayward, which I think Howard has a better chance of getting it over him. He's the fifth, Xavier, and Howard. So I'm surprised J.C. Jackson didn't even make the list. Um, Maybe yeah, second interceptions. But he had a good year. So. Miles Garrett missed weeks 9, 11-12. He pretty much okay. missed that Giants game, too. He was like... He was still sick. Yeah, he, he was, was yeah. yeah. I remember because we were happy that he wasn't really 100%. Uh-huh, he missed a couple snaps where he would usually be in. Not that I really changed anything for the But Giants. he was like leading the league in sacks until he was out with Corona. That's what I thought he was. I knew he was up there. But there ends. Donald's a tackle. That's at least a center and a guard, I would think, put hitting him every time. At least. And once you get through him, a running back. Yeah. Or tight end chip, yeah. Chip double, maybe triple him. And he just I mean, makes, he really get chipped because he's, he's on the, the inside. only player yeah. that makes everyone around him better, I just think. And I just think it's it's just great, man, for him and all that stuff. I I, I get it, some people maybe don't want to see him win again. Yeah. But I think he does. I think he deserves it. Thirteen half sacks, second and sacks a DT. I keep saying it because it's just crazy because no one's talking about it. Because his first year, he did so well. It's like so well, like w- unbelievably well that everyone was like, that's Aaron Donald. And then the second year, he was like a little less, but it was still great, like still amazing. And now everyone just was like, oh, he's not the same guy anymore. Yeah, because like he's got that high expectation he set for himself, like 13 and a half is a great season. But for whoa. him, it's not good for him. <laughs> But it's still crazy. Yes, I totally get what you mean. Like, I don't know the stat, but what's, like, the average sack for a defensive tackle a year? For a season? Yeah. Probably, like, seven. Or probably less than that. For a tackle, yeah. It's probably less. It's probably five. Definitely could be. I wonder, like, career-wise, who has the highest average sacks per season as a defensive tackle? Definitely Donald. Well, now it has to be. Yeah. I mean, was Mean Joe Green a defensive tackle? That's the only guy uh, that I'm like. That's the only guy that I'm like. Maybe he was true. the same, but yeah. Aaron Donald's a beast. Man. There's no, there's no, there's no one beating him. Uh I just want to say though, this high school year for 2021 is a monster defensive tackle year. Monster defensive tackle year. Um, there's like eight in the top 50. Oh wow. Uh so yeah, it is a big year for defensive tackles, but. That's going to do it here. Picked all the, the, the awards. Tomorrow, Monster Show. Are you hyped, Jackson? I am very hyped. Are you hyped, man? I'm very hyped as well. Monster Show. Super Bowl. Picking everything. First touchdown. Coin toss. Patrick Mahomes over under. National Anthem over under. under. Anthem. Over under, right? Probably. Gatorade oh, color. Who's winning the game? Yeah. Nah. I think that's the least important. <laughs> it how many Jackson like... home sick talks are going to be posted? That too. The big prop boss is how many times have they mentioned mention Belichick? What will be the best commercial? Mm-hmm. Oh, who like, who will own it, yeah. What is that? I oh. said, all right, Mr. Albano. <laughs> what? I said, all right, Mr. Albano. Oh, yeah. Well, it's interesting. I mean, there's a lot. Of, that's a big case. Do we think the weekend will perform? I don't think so. I think it's going to be trash. How many wardrobe <laughs> changes? The over-under set to one. 
Don't answer now. You gotta wait for tomorrow, though. Oh, wardrobe changes. I've never heard of that. That's before. the that's a big one for the halftime show. Katy Perry like stripped the one she did it that one year. She was taking clothes off on the stage. Uh, well, the Over, biggest yeah. one is the coin toss. The biggest bet. Yeah, that's the, the most fifty-fifty bet ever in history. So, and money-wise, the biggest bet. I was hoping Mr. Alabama asked that question. I was gonna be like, I know it, but he did it. Whatever. I get it. Can't really talk about that. Um, even though it is illegal, but. All good here. That's going to do it. Monster episode tomorrow. Please, 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 please watch it. Listen to it. Tell everyone. Give it our opinions. Me and Jackson are tied for the win, too. Oh, yeah. We have to figure out how we decide that. We'll figure that out. Yeah. We'll do something. I Honestly, I'm probably going to play both sides. I like both sides a lot. Because I, I might play Chiefs Moneyline and then take the Bucks 9.5. Okay. So, the Bucks are 3.5. Tease. Oh, there's just so many strategies because like for win margin you could do also how the chiefs they won by how much did they win by last year 11 right like those late touchdowns yeah. there's a lot to go into it 20. i just i don't think we'll get more into it tomorrow Should yeah we? i'll hold it there yeah but that's gonna do it a lot of cbb NBA, nhl picks probably have some tomorrow we'll try and speed through it maybe a little bit Tomorrow, the picks, yeah. Just to get to the interesting stuff when everyone comes here for the Super Bowl, the big game. Sorry, I said it. No, we're canceled. I don't know. Um, that's gonna do it though. Please follow the TikTok at the Breakdown Podcast and the Instagram at the underscore Breakdown Podcast. Antonio better be here tomorrow. Better for the big episode. It's like the it's like the end of the chapter for us. For the first chapter, yeah. It's like a big big day. Um, but that is going to do it. Please subscribe, drop a review, read the reviews on the pod. So that helps us all very much. Get higher in the recommenda- recommendation when you search stuff. So that all helps. Jackson, please hit him with an adios. Adios. Ben gets to say something because he came in last in trivia today. All right. Um, I hope the Pelicans win tonight and crush oh. your pick. Wow, I shouldn't have said him, let him talk. Yeah. That's why it annoys me, guys. Uh, See you tomorrow, guys. Bye.